Welcome to The Theater Project. Today, The Theater Project is thinking about up-and-coming playwrights. First place winner of our 2022 Young Playwrights Competition, Lena Olazabal, introduces an audio reading of her award-winning play, Roll Sisyphus, followed by an interview with 2018 first place and 2017 third place winner, Kiana Keys. In the depths of hell, Sisyphus, one of the most famous figures defiant towards the Greek gods, is experiencing his punishment of rolling a boulder up a mountain for eternity. But what if one day he just didn't want to roll it anymore? I'm Kiani and I'm here with Lena Olazabal, who's our featured young playwright with her play Roll Sisyphus that won the most recent year of the Theater Project's Young Playwright Competition. So how are you doing, Lena? I'm doing well. Would you like to introduce yourself just briefly for our, for our audience? Yeah. So hi, I'm Lena Olazabal. I just graduated from the Lawrenceville School in Lawrenceville, New Jersey. I'm a rising freshman at Duke University down in Durham, North Carolina this coming fall. So just really quick before we show our listeners a recording of your play, I just wanted to ask this this title, Roll Sisyphus, which I think is, um, once you listen to the play, is, is very funny. Could you just give a little bit of, of context? The play revolves around the Greek mythological figure Sisyphus. And if you know your Greek mythology, he was doomed to eternity to roll a boulder um, up this hill. And so once you, get, once you hear the play, you'll understand. I have some questions for you about how you were able to balance the mythology and what you, you later interpreted into for this play. But I think let's give the listeners a chance to, to catch it before. So let's give it a listen. Greek myths still resonate with us. Helen and the Trojan War, Zeus, Poseidon, they resonate with us because of the bravery of these heroes of antiquity. This is not one of those stories. This is the story of syphilis. (coughs) Sisyphus, I said, Sisyphus. (laughs) Sisyphus, the ruler of Corinth, was the cleverest man of his age, known far and wide for his wisdom and intelligence. As is often the case, however, being too clever can be dangerous. And that was the case with Sisyphus. A long and successful life was not enough for our hero, as he attempted to defy the gods at the end, looking to cheat death for eternity. First, he kidnapped death himself chaining him away in the captivity and ensuring that no humans died until death was set free by the gods themselves. After that, Sisyphus had the nerve to cheat death again. When he finally died, Sisyphus told his wife to avoid performing burial rites. In that way, his soul never crossed over, and he was able to continue to live in the land of mortals. Finally, the king of the gods, Zeus, had enough of this. Once and for all, he decided to make an example of Sisyphus, one that the world would remember. For eternity, 
Sisyphus was condemned to a horrendous punishment, rolling a massive boulder up a steep hill. Every time he reached the summit, the boulder would roll back down despite his best attempts to stop it. Back to the bottom, he would start again. The same climb for all eternity. He rolled and he rolled and he rolled. One day, the rolling stopped. Yeah, hey, this is Demetrius down at level six, maximum security. Yeah, I need to speak to the big guy. Yes, I know he doesn't want to be bothered. I, I know. I know. I know. I know he's the shit. Yes, I understand that I need an appointment 50 years in advance. This is an emergency. No, I, I don't want to tell you what it's about. I, I need to speak to him directly. Okay? Yes, I'll hold. He's not going to like this. 300 years just to get this job at level six. I hope he doesn't fire me. We really need the medical insurance. Three words. What the hell? I repeat, what the hell? Because where are we? Hell. And I mean that in a literal, not a figurative sense. What's your name again, Jailer? Demetrius, sir. Okay, Demi. Tell me again where we are. Uh, hell, sir. That's right. The underworld, where punishment occurs. Now, who am I? Oh, you're Hades, sir. Uh, Lord of the underworld and uh, death. And or outer of punishment eternal and unforgiving. That's right, Demi. And what is not happening here? Punishment! He made a fool out of me before, and now this? A guard should guard. A jailer should jail. So where were you? Coffee break, sir. I, uh, there's a new blue stone on level four. Yeah. Just needed a quick pick-me-up, and with all the crying coming from Tantalus's cell. Okay. First, I'm not paying you for coffee on company time. Caffeine kills. Do it on your own hours. Second, what's a Tantalus? Well, he killed his son and fed him to the gods, sir. And? I don't see the punishment angle. I mean, what's the crime here? Well, sir... Uh, you know what? I couldn't care less. Okay. Back to problem S. There's a boulder, and it's not being rolled. And whose fault is that? Uh, mine, sir. Yeah, I'm sorry, sir. And I gotta tell you, Dimmy, this could not have come at a worse time. You know, 11 months out of the year, I hear the complaining from the wife. It's so dark. It's so dreary. When's the vacation, Hades? You know, so we're all packed and ready to go. Little cruise around the Greek Isles. Santorini. Some souvlaki. Some gyros. But no. Damn, it's her. I gotta take this. <clears throat> Persephone, dear. Uh, I know, dear. I, I, I know. Uh, uh huh. Yes. Don't worry. No. Yeah, I'll fix it shortly. The tickets are printed. Everything is ready. Yep. Okay. Sounds good. Toodles, love. <sighs>
Why do I always do this? Why am I always the one getting screwed? Uh, it's always the short stick for me. I mean, we fight the Titans. I do my part. Zeus gets Olympus. Poseidon gets all the oceans in me. Death, despair, underworld. Cool. At least I have the joy of watching Sisyphus, I mean, Sisyphus, push the goddamn rock. I mean, that was something to look forward to. I mean, now what? Am I supposed to walk the goddamn three-headed dog? Hell no. Persephone is enough with that stupid Maltese snowball, or whatever it's named, psycho little thing. Come on, people. I'm Hades, lord of the underworld. That is why I delegate these things. I thought we had a competent hiring function, for God's sake. Answer me one thing, Dimmy. Dimmy? Yes, sir. Where are we? Uh, hell, sir. We've already established that. <laughs> Let's be more specific. Where in hell are we? Level six, sir. Hell is maximus. Maximum security, hell. Mm -hmm. So then answer me this. Where the hell is Sisyphus? Um, sissy? Uh, you see, uh, that's the problem, Hades. The lack of respect. You know, I'm a king, mind you. Uh, frankly, I, I take a lot of credit for the success of Greek, Greek culture down to this very day. Uh, the Greek macroeconomic issues? Oh, well, I'm not a fan of floating currencies, to be honest. Okay, well, in that case, we disagree. I mean, a clear improvement over the gold standard. But uh, I digress. I mean, how many Greek diners are named after me in New York? Um... <laughs> They're not, I mean, most are named the Athene, to be honest. Anyways, Demetrius, you're really good at answering this question. Where are we? Hell, sir. Mm, and what is hell for? Punishment, sir. Correct. And who here needs to be punished? Sisyphus, sir. Great. So let me turn back to you, Syphilis. Okay, first, the scourge of syphilis has been largely eradicated due to science and vaccines. You know, secondly, uh, back to the respect issue again. The name is Sisyphus, not syphilis or sissy or any other derivative thereof. Comprende? Right. Okay. Boulder not pushing. Why? Well, Hades, frankly, I've thought about this. And? Oh, well, our friend here, Dimmy, uh, really captured the essence of the question to me. Because where are we again? Hell. And I was punished to roll a boulder for all eternity, right? We've established that, and? Well, I've decided that I'm not going to do it. So, in the words of immortal Roberto Duran, no mas. 
made a fundamental principle decision that I disagree with your heinous and barbaric mode of torture. <laughs> I'm certainly sure that this goes against everything in the Geneva Convention or the Sokovia Accords for that matter. Sokovia, you know that wasn't real, right? <laughs> oh, and, and by the way, uh, do you understand the concept of work release? Hey, let me out. Let me see the wife. You know, we've always talked about a, a Greek cruise. Okay, but, but how and when did you come to this important decision? I don't think it was any clear moment. It was more of a process, to be honest, Hades. You could probably say it all started when I got the AirPods. From whom? Well, I, frankly, I'm rolling a boulder all damn day, so there's nothing really to do other than cycle through podcasts and music. Look, and did you know there are 2,730 podcasts about self-help and actualization? No, it's true, because I've listened to every single one of them 20 times. Oh, but do you know what really got me? The Disney songs about discovering your own person uh, and your own worth and value. What? Like, do you want to build a snowman? Oh, close. But no, it was actually let it go. You know, that was the final straw. I cried. And so I said, why the hell not? I'm going to let it go. Literally. I mean, I mean, I did. It rolled down, and here we are. Stop, stop, stop being like this. Just push the rock. Didn't your podcast say to take responsibility for your actions? I mean, just own it. Own your sins. What? Pardon? What, what will you do? I will damn you to... Oh, damn me to what, exactly? God damn you! Damn you! Oh, oh this is making me crazy. Demetrius, get death on the line. I've had enough of this. It's beneath me. Uh, ah, yes, yes. I, I need Thanatos, please. Uh, no, not Thanatos. Uh, th Thanatos, uh, you know, death. Okay, just tell me, just tell me he's needed ASAP. Oh, yeah, level six, uh, the rock area. Yeah. It is my lord. Always a pleasure to serve. Oh, no, not him. It's time for a narrator note. It's important to recall that one of the original crimes of Sisyphus was trying to cheat death by kidnapping and chaining Thanatos, not Thanatos, Thanatos, for several centuries. It was only through the efforts of the gods, specifically Zeus and Hades, that Thanatos was freed and released to go back to his work of collecting souls. Thank you. Hey, you. Long time no see. You miss me much. Ooh. What is the matter with you? You're dead. Do something about this insolence. I, I, I can't, sir. Do you know how many years of therapy and self-help podcast has taken for me to forget the chains? The whole time, forced to watch him flexing his muscles while working on his atrocious love poems for Helen. There are some things you never forget. 
Oh, man up, dude. The horror. The horror. Oh, I know. Apocalypse Now. Love that movie, man. Mm. Jimmy, would you give us a minute, dear? Yes. Take away this sinner to punishment. Uh, where? We're on level six. What's worse than this? Oh. Brother! I heard a very disturbing rumor that you've lost control of the underworld. Punishees refusing to be punished? Oh, no. Not him again. Hasn't he caused enough trouble? Almighty Zeus! I welcome you to my humble abode. Do you see what I have to deal with here? Enough of this. You will kneel before me, you presumptuous sinner. I am Zeus, king of the gods, and you will worship me. Oh, uh, you, you guys talking about me? Sorry, a new Ariana song just dropped. Collab with the Beeb. That's it. I've had enough with you. I should have put an end to this insolence years ago. Hades, you can't handle your house, so I will take care of it for you. Minion, lightning bolt, please. With this lightning bolt, I will destroy you. you. You'll be ripped to shreds, and whatever pieces are left, we'll have to push an even bigger boulder up an even steeper hill. You will be a lesson for all eternity for those who seek to defy Zeus and the gods. Way to go, brother. Any last words, Sisyphus? Actually, I do. You can't do this. What? No lightning bolts today, or ever, for that matter. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm, I'm Zeus. I have the power to do whatever I desire, the, the, the power of Olympus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you actually don't. You know, in, in addition to all those podcasts, I also listen to an audio recording version of The Complete Rules of Olympus and the Underworld version 3.2. Really? The whole thing? That's torture right there. Hades, what is Syphilis talking about? What, uh, what, what, is, what is he doing? First off, he hates being called Syphilis. Secondly, those are the rules that govern the behavior of the gods. I mean, don't you remember? You said we needed it. I did? God damn it! That must have been when I was in my democratic stage. Too much time in Athens and all. Uh, only one thing to do now. All in the lawyers, or actually one lawyer in particular, my daughter Athena. Did I mention she was top of her class at Yale Law and co-edited the law review? Yes, you did, brother. Several thousand times. Well, I'm a proud papa. <laughs> Sweetie, it's daddy. What's up, baby? How's daddy's girl? Everything good in the big city? Any uh, stock tips for dear old dad? Any guys out of line you want me to strike down? <laughs> <clears throat> uh, the story at hand, brother. Oh, right, right. Darling, I, I need you down in Hades' realm if you could join us. At level six, worst of the worst. Inside traders, political lobbyers, and Sisyphus. Um, okay, sounds good. Toodles, darling. Talk to you soon. What a simple... She's got him wrapped around her finger. The king of the gods, yet the women of his life always walk all over him. 
I'll never know how he got the big job. I'll just be over here. <laughs> Sorry, we had to bring you to the worst levels of hell and damnation. This place is for the worst of the worst. Hey, I'm a corporate lawyer. This is my natural habitat. Feels like the federal courtroom in New York City. Might be an improvement, actually. Anyways, what can I help you with? Look. Oh, wow. Um, who's this? Athena, Sisyphus, Sisyphus, Athena. Okay, handsome. I, I mean, Sisyphus. Do you mind telling me what's happening here? Oh, well, sweetie. I'll make a long story short for you. I mean, I've decided that I no longer need to be punished. Enough is enough, and I've had enough. Is this allowed? Oh, no, I've done my research. According to the Combined Code, uh, the gods have the ability to determine punishments as seen in section 8,923,666. Oh, you have done your research. I love a man who loves his legalese. Oh, no, I've had time to think this through. The thing is, there's actually nothing that allows the gods to force the punishee to continue with the punishment. I mean, moreover, I mean, your father wants to do with me shish kebab with a lightning bolt uh, appears to be forbidden. I mean, frankly, there's no mechanism by which you could all force me to keep pushing that rock. I'm out. Benito. You can talk smack all you want, but it ultimately comes down to lightning bolt. Uh, Dad, wait. Uh, give me a few seconds. Oh, I'll wait for you. <laughs> um, wow. Um, okay. Well, um, everyone, according to my research, Sisyphus here is right. There is no legal mechanism that allows the gods to place him back in punishment. If he decides to leave the rock, it's his decision. There's nothing we can do. Nothing we can do? It's a loophole. Uh, we can attack this for future offenders in the next legislation meeting, but we can't do anything about it now. We can keep him here, but you can't force him to push the rock. No rock pushing and no lightning bolt throwing. Those are the rules. You're kidding me. Right? That's insane. I, I know you have the fancy law degree and everything. Hey, that's my daughter you're talking to. So some respect. Not like you even made it past your first year of college. Yeah. You spent more time studying instead of chasing after Persephone. At least my daughter applied herself. Okay. Thanks, baby. We'll catch you later. You, you're coming to dinner with mom and me this weekend? Of course, daddy. Wouldn't miss it for the world. Hey, Sisyphus, call me maybe? We have our decision. Sisyphus no longer needs to push the boulder, but he will be restricted to this immediate area. You will be confined here for all eternity. I hope a podcast will get you through. Brother, it was good to see you. I hope you have better luck with your other subjects. Let's keep this legalese issue quiet. No need to get the other inmates riled up. Yep. What they don't know won't hurt them. Until next time. Come on, Death. Uh, 
Sisyphus, I commend you. You've won. Thank you, sir. Well, enjoy what's next. Until next time. I'll be on my cruise. Uh, Dimmy. Dimmy, hey, Dimmy. He's all yours. Victory is sweet. <laughs> sweet indeed. Oh, what the hell? It's not like there's anything else to do. I told you it was the day that the boulder stopped rolling. I didn't say it was permanent. We're not going to change a Greek legend. Come on, people. Climb up the mountain. That was amazing, Lena. What a fun and entertaining play. There are a lot of interpretations of the gods and the afterlife that do a, a modern work environment kind of spin on it. What made you come up with these specific variations? In the play, we have the different levels of hell. During quarantine, my dad and I, um, my mom was off in Korea, and so we were watching a different K-drama um, every single month. During this month, we were watching Sisyphus the Myth on Netflix. The name really got me thinking. And I've always been interested in Greek mythology. When I was younger, I used to read Percy Jackson, was in love with that. The levels, honestly, I don't know what really got me into it. I think I just like knew right off the bat. Thinking of hell, obviously, the afterlife, you have different interpretations of that. But for me, I always, whenever I think of hell in like Greek mythology, I always thought of the worst of the worst, the deepest, darkest corner. And so I kind of tried to replicate that thinking into my, into my work. That's super cool that you got inspiration from a K-drama, but just the name. Because I was wondering, actually, <laughs> how you chose this particular tale or this particular myth, this particular character to, to write a play or base a play around. That's interesting. That goes to my next question, where there's some uh, hefty narration in the beginning, giving the full context of Sisyphus. I'm glad that you put all of that context um, in the beginning, just in case there was an audience member who either didn't, couldn't connect the name to the story or just didn't know the story at all. And I was wondering, how much did you think about have, having the myth being accurate versus balancing that with your own original plot and the characters that you did bring in. Were you able to balance that well or did it take some effort? It gave the little backgrounds on Sisyphus' story, but I think that there was a lot left unsaid that I was kind of able to just utilize throughout the play. And so I think for me, I really wanted this to be like a modern interpretation of the play. Imagine Sisyphus in the 21st century and because he is subject to his punishment for eternity which is why you see like like little thing little hints like that that hints towards like the 21st century that's really fun i i was laughing a lot at those little elements 
that you put with the AirPods and, and things like that, and the podcasts, even listening to all of them. That's super fun. I was wondering, is that where you usually get inspiration、um, from your work? Do you do a lot of adaptation from Greek mythology or that kind of satire? So, actually, this is my first play. Like, I'd never really tried it before quarantine.、Um, I just thought, like, I had the time. That's really great, especially because I was going to compliment you on how, or how well the humor settles and the banter. And the jokes, they're just zipping at you, but not in a kind of stand up kind of way, in like a very natural, argumentative. I was experiencing it in the moment. It was so fun to listen to and to read. I was still laughing looking at it on the page. How many drafts did you go through to, to get to your final product? The way that I went about it was that I think I finished this over like a good, probably like two week, month period. I basically just told myself I was going to write like maybe a page a day. And then once I wrote it all out, I basically did a page a day. And then after that, I just went in and tried to fix like the little dialogue. I just try to block it out. And if I had a joke that I came up with during the day or like, or during just some random time, I'd just write it down and look at it like maybe a little bit later when I was in like the, the editing process and maybe see where I could put it in. Interesting. And how much research? Did you have to do? For the introduction, for sure, I had to do a little bit of research on Sisyphus. I knew who Sisyphus was, but like the little background story, you know Zeus, you know Athena,、um, you know Athena's the daughter of Zeus, you know that. So you can make something funny out of that, which I tried to. You had a very structured way of, of writing this play and making sure it was complete for it being your first play. What would you say was the most difficult part of that writing process? I think honestly, the end, trying to figure out like the best way to conclude it. Since this is your first play, have you written any, any screenplays or is this your first true dramatic writing experience? This was my first true、uh, dramatic writing experience. I've had a lot of theater experience. I grew up in a church, like doing the Christmas musical. Middle, in middle school, I did the musical. High school, I didn't participate in the musical as an actor, I helped more in the production. I took classes on direction specifically in high school. Even during my theater classes at Lawrenceville, I was more acting in my first year. So I was able to read through a lot of plays. We acted out a lot of plays. Our, one of our alumni wrote Our Town. So, Thornton Wilder is a pretty big playwright. So, we had those kinds of experiences, which was pretty cool. I can't believe that you haven't written anything else. That's insane. But I will say that theater does help. Classes weren't really a thing during quarantine.、Um, so I had a lot of time to just do this, honestly, and just really think about what I wanted to do with Roll Sisyphus, which was amazing. I don't think I would have ever thought of doing anything like this if it wasn't for quarantine. Are you、mm -hmm. planning to take any creative writing classes or continue to write, maybe even go into screenplay writing? I think definitely after this experience, I truly want to get into creative writing a little bit more. I'm definitely going to take creative writing classes in college and hopefully, definitely theater. I definitely want to do some playwriting classes. 
We'll see if that expands into screenwriting. The privilege that we have um, from being theater kids from Jersey is that you can, if you want, frequent to Manhattan and go see um, plays. I was wondering, do you have a favorite play, a favorite musical that has helped you or is just a fun viewing experience for you? I personally, I used to go into New York City all the time with my friends. I mean, because we were at, at a boarding school and a lot of people, a lot of kids didn't really, like, are from various places around the world. Everyone wanted to go see the Big Apple. So we used to go into Broadway pretty often. I mean, a lot of my friends were theater kids. Um, so we saw a lot of plays. Um, a lot of my friends were Hamilton fans. So they know every single lyric to every single song. Um, I personally loved Hamilton, but I think for play specifically, maybe I think I'm biased, but because of Lawrenceville and because he is our alum, but I personally loved Our Town. Um, and I think it's definitely one of my favorite plays for sure. Huh, nice. And you said you were in a couple productions yourself. Um, any favorite play or performance that you did or that you? maybe weren't in but saw or was a part of do you happen to know the uh the musical you're in town i love you're in town my school put it on when i was in eighth grade oh yeah yeah so they put it on i wasn't a part of it but i loved it it was the first time that i'd ever seen it um and it was so funny i loved it it was so good yeah that's that is definitely one of my favorites most of my experience at Lawrenceville wasn't me in the actual like performances or productions. It was more me like learning about theater and theater classes. Towards the end of the year, like once I actually put out Rolls as a Fist and I and I showed it to our theater head, he actually put on Rolls as a Fist as a play reading, which was super fun. Um, because I got to see all of my classmates and friends acted out and all my friends came and saw it. So I was really nervous um, when I sent this play to like my friends or to you, like my theater head or even to you guys. Um, I was really scared about the jokes um, and like the humor. I wouldn't describe myself as the funniest person in the world. I would definitely not call myself one. Um, so I was really nervous about these jokes. I think for me, to my former self when I actually saw my like when my friends saw Real Sisyphus at the uh at the play reading they loved the jokes they were cracking up like people like the actors had to wait for the laughter to calm down which was amazing so don't be nervous and honestly put as many jokes as you can because laughter is amazing to watch as a as a playwright yeah, comedy is hard and, you know, you could be laughing at your own jokes, but you you never know if those jokes will settle until you give them to other people. So I completely understand those nerves. And as, as a fun exercise before we start wrapping up, I was wondering, you know, you're, you're now, you're at the start of, of writing, whether or not you make that into a career or just a fun hobby. And you have a piece that, that stands out a lot as a specific, you know, mythological comedy. What do you imagine yourself, just so you can look back a couple years or a couple years later, look back at what you did or what you said here? What do you imagine yourself writing? I mean, I'm taking playwriting classes in college, so I'll definitely be writing more um, plays. 
Um, we'll see if I enjoy like the college play riding experience and see if I learn as much as I hope I will. Um, if I had to guess, I would say I would probably stick with plays or go into or go into screenwriting because I just love seeing people laugh in front of me. I mean, it was just like just being in that room with everyone else and just like seeing everyone watch it like watch like or listen to the play for the first time it was so like it was like the best experience ever like like just the nervousness and the anticipation going into it and then like watching the crowd and the audience while like some like one of the characters or like one of the actors is making a joke and seeing like the audience react and like how at the end of it everyone was smiling and like how like friends were just like interacting with each other in in response to a joke or a line like it was amazing so definitely because of that reason I I have an inkling I'm gonna stay with plays and go into screenwriting awesome before we truly wrap up do you have any people any teachers family members or friends who helped you in your journey, who you'd like to thank? I would definitely like to thank my dad for specifically roles as of this. I mean, even like with my theater pursuits in the past, he's he's always been so supportive of me. And I think specifically with roles as of this, I mean, he was the one who did choose that K-drama. He was the one who like really rooted for me when I told him that I was going to potentially write a play on it. So definitely for my dad. Thank you, dad. I want to thank you so much for giving us your time today. I really appreciate it. And your your play was a hoot. I really enjoyed both reading and watching it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. So that's Lena Olazabal and I am Kiani Keys. And this is the Young Playwrights podcast along with the theater project. Thank you so much for listening and be sure to tune in next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Theatre Project Thinks About. We hope you enjoyed this insight into up-and-coming playwright Lena Olazabal. Our audio engineer was Gary Glor, and our theme music was by Gail Liu and Damien DeSandes. Visit thetheaterproject.org to sign up for our mailing list, as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. And if you liked what you heard today, please consider leaving a comment on our Facebook page. That's all for this episode. We'll see you next time.